You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Asher Matthew, and I'm super excited to have Tamara Kitich Yarvoy on the show with us. We're going to be talking today about using creative incentives to fuel engagement. And so welcome to the show, Tamara. Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. Well, before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are? Absolutely. So it's very um, straightforward. I, I started my career back in digital marketing agency. From there, I kind of bounced around the different industries, like uh, some on B2B side, some on B2C side, a little bit in cybersecurity, found my happy spot in like that B2B SaaS and then landed that at Meltwater. So currently I am um, head of demand generation where I lead our performance marketing efforts and ABM. Fantastic. So what do you mean by using creative incentives to fuel engagement? Like, Tell us a little bit about the topic. Yeah. So I think um, during uh, the pandemic, we really had to uh, stay agile and shift our the way how we are really reaching out to people, getting them to attend the events, webinars, getting on the demo, making it a little bit exciting, understanding the environment in which we all ended up being. So a lot of this kind of uh, took place um, during that pandemic time. And, you know, just creativity, I think that sparked a bit more to the point where we started incentivizing people for, you know, their time. I think during pandemic, like I mentioned earlier, people were really into consuming, you know, drinks. I mean, I can say alcohol, but like on marketing side, like missing that human aspect of like what real in-person events would do. So organizing something like that online, shipping them like a, a mix of wines to consume while on a webinar while networking with their peers. To some extent, like for those who have families, we had to be a little bit agile, inviting them to like cooking shows. Not really cooking show, but like let's learn how to do pita or something like that, right? Where family can be involved and we can just still be present while accepting the fact that the families and the kids might be around and yelling and pets as well, all kinds of stuff. So that's really where, where things started shifting a little bit during the pandemic. And where we learned quite a bit uh, from a marketing standpoint, how we can further engage and, you know, get those prospects on the calls. Fantastic. So the word engagement and the word incentives are two separate words, right? And and we do this on this podcast quite a lot because the goal of this podcast is to support 7,000 other VPs who are emerging and uh, and they may want to learn about go-to-market and data science. So can we define the word engagement and define the word incentives just so that the conversation that we have, the context of the conversation people can understand? Sure. Incentive would be very quickly like a gift like offer of some sort that you can throw in exchange for someone's time. That's how I see it. 
Engagement, well, that's really, you know, that's defined by each organization a little bit different. I'm talking here a, a bit more in an ABM space, like what does the engagement mean? I can speak specifically to Meltwater, and it's also tied to our business objective and the business goal, right? So let's say if we are trying to win specific set of new logos, and we're trying to maybe go upstream into enterprise space, that engagement is, is differently defined, right? So it's kind of matching the business objective to start with, and then you kind of trigger it down based on, okay, well... Now, if we have definition of engagement, how do we break it down? There are different types of engagement, right? So at least in ABM world, you have what we call like, okay, we could use intent data to kind of measure this engagement to low intent, mid intent, high intent. And then your engagement is kind of differed by these three levels of intent data that you're receiving. Fantastic. And so... Can you walk us through the lessons that you've learned? And we would love to know the stories, right? Because that's what yeah. where where people learn how to like deploy things and uh, and how to share the ideas. And can you tell us some stories? Uh, yeah, I I have actually a very good one. Uh, so I'll okay. be very honest. In for ABM, the core of my ABM program is Alice platform. I know we'll touch on technology, so let me throw it out there. Um, yep. What I love about Alice in when compared to other platforms out there is that it really allows you to personalize your gifting or incentivizing to each person individually. So in terms of a story, we were reaching to some prospect with a gift that we thought based on the research will really appeal to her. So she got that gift, the default, what we call suggested gift. And then Alice allows you to basically exchange, donate, or accept the gift that's proposed. So what she did, she exchanged the gift for a dog ball, right? So again, we were off, but we didn't really, I mean, it's really hard to know what the needs are of one single human at the moment, right? So she got her dog ball and then that led to a very big deal for our company. So now internally, we call it a dog ball deal, which is really like speaking to how much can you go, what kind of experience can you provide by really nailing down and connecting with humans, right? Yep. On that one individual, on a one-on-one level. What's interesting is gifting slash incentives have been there since the dawn of time in marketing. Because yeah. if you remember, we used to go to trade shows and we used to give tchotchkes out, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the most popular tchotchkes would go out, would sell out, or I mean, would, people would have to like restock them. But awesome tchotchkes would, would run out in no time. Yeah. So, so that was a form of gifting slash incentives yeah, back, yeah. back then too. Now it would just become extremely sophisticated. Yes. I mean, we're using technology to kind of leverage that research about one particular person. And then obviously on one-to-many approach, I'll tell you right now, like apparently based on uh, people in the industry I spoke, Yeti tumblers are, you know, are working really well. People love them <laughs> and are willing to jump on the call even for them. So um, and there are no socks, like, you know, you'll go to conference and there are socks and shirts. Right now in this world of digital, it looks like Yetis are, are doing really well. Fantastic. Fantastic. So any other stories? Like, I mean, this one is like one where, you know, things worked out really well, right? Yeah. Is there one where things did not work out well? And, and I, I say that because we have to be sensitive, right, to people. Of course. 
There is also limitations to technology, right? In ABM world, specifically, conversational ads has been killing it, or like LinkedIn's conversational ads, to be specific. For some time, people rave about them. We obviously ran them. It was a big success for Meltwater itself. But there are, like I mentioned, limitations. So let's say if you send this incentivized conversational ad to a person, LinkedIn right now does not provide you a way for you to exclude reaching out to people who already committed or had a demo with, right? So we had instances where, again, we did not want to reach the same person twice, but we learned a lesson where that was really the case and we did not have a way of preventing it. Again, this is a very specific meltwater case. We have limitations with CRM. (laughs) So in some other world, that might be like, oh, we can, we did this, you know, so That was a little bit of a hiccup on our side and figuring out how to avoid it. Because from their experience standpoint, imagine like if somebody accepted the gift and then went on a, had a conversation, a very lengthy conversation with our sales team, receiving that same message in the inbox again, (laughs) like what kind of experience is that? So that was a learning lesson, certainly. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. That's great. And so let's move to technology, right? Because in the world of ABM, and I say that because like we were transparently, we were demand matrix and we were growing really well as a data company and then demand base acquired us. So we are part of a, the MarTech stack, right? So, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the world of ABM. So I have some perspective as well, but it's always great to learn from people that have used the, the tools for, for a long time and can give a holistic perspective. Yeah. I can touch on that. What specific questions do you have for me? So let's talk about just ABM technology in general, right? I mean, you've been a consumer of ABM technology for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And so how was it before? Where is it right now? Where do you think it's going? I think, well, first of all, it, it's really developing. As an example, at least I can speak for Alice right now, because that's kind of like my core platform here. Yep. Um you know, they started with product, optimized their product based on the feedback that they received from their prospects or customers, apologies. And then basically they continue to to serve their clients really well and listen to their needs, expanding globally, uh, optimizing uh, some of the products to, to fit more what we really need. Again, it goes back to really basics. Are you listening to your customers and, and you know, developing the product in a way that will serve them better or not? And I think a lot of these ABM uh, technology companies are, are doing doing that. Six Sense, I can name, Triblio, um, we work with them in the uh-huh. past, so I can speak um, to that as well. But again, each platform has its ups and downs, as you imagine. Some of yep, them are yep. better at something, some not so much. So yeah, I mean, you have to kind of pick your battles and you know use the vendors for what your objective from ABM standpoint is, what did you envision in terms of strategy, how to approach these accounts, and then really take it from there. Yeah, no, fantastic. And so where do you think all this stuff is going? I'll be very honest. (laughs) That is, we have yet to see. I mean, pandemic, I'm not really good on news these days. I have a little one that keeps me really busy, but I get... (laughs) bits and pieces about what's happening, you know, with this new variation. So if things worsen up, again, we have to be creative and agile to adjust to new environment. It's kind of this hybrid field, what I call, you know, where are we going? I mean, as marketers, we have to stay up to date. Uh, if people are in the office, uh, can we hit them with direct mail? Like, is that a time? Were we able to do that in some of the states during pandemic, right? Because 
I mean, we know some industries predominantly are still working full time from home. There are some states that like went back to office much earlier than others. So just being agile, right? And staying with it, understanding what's currently happening and optimizing to that scenario. I think that's where we are at. And I foresee that in these next few quarters. Very, very good. So over the last, let's say, 12 months, right? Mm-hmm. Digital ads have just taken off, right? Everything digital is just like huge, right? Yeah. Do you think that's now here to stay or... People are going to get some digital fatigue. Um, again, it really depends where we go. I know that people are eager to that one-on-one and to, to be in office and see peers. Um, I, th- I think B2B, SMX is happening uh, in, I believe, Boston. I know some yeah, people yeah. are hesitant. Yeah, a week or so, yeah. Yeah, people are hesitant, and but also eager to meet the peers, you know. So yes. again, unfortunately, this is all being dictated, you know, what we are currently being handed in terms of pandemic and what's happening in the world. So we have again yet to see. I I don't know how the things will shape up. Yeah, well, I guess only time will tell, you know. Exactly. Um, do you have any other advice or pointers for people as they think about using technology for ABM? Um, I think it will be, I mean, doing research is one, right? Like you doing yeah. your uh, due diligence, checking G- G2s and um, of the world. Um, and then I think for me, at least this is my approach. I really connect with peers in my, with my peers and then kind of pick their brain out. Hey, how, what, how do you use this? How do you use this? Who do you use for this? And then just asking directly, like as their core or primary users of the platform, like what are the advantages and disadvantages? That It really comes down to, to that. Okay. So let's shift to the next section of the podcast. So we always ask people if they have a resource, right? Like a book, a blog, a newsletter, mm-hmm. a website or a video that they can share with us. Do you have any recommendations for our listeners? I can share what I'm currently reading. Um, Ooh, great. <laughs> so there, the first thing, the first book on, um, on on my desk, basically, is Don't Make Me Think, Revisited by Steve Krug. Yep. We have been paying attention to CRO, then user experience quite a bit, you know, as we are trying to optimize and and provide the best digital experience out there. So this book kind of covers a lot of these basics. So I can, I can recommend it. Then on on ABM side, I have been reading No Form Spin and Cold Calls by um, Latin um, Conant. Yeah. Um, that's something, you know, if you're into ABM, she really dives into, you know, yeah. gated, non-gated content, intent, yeah. technology, all of that good stuff. And she really gives a good example. So highly recommending. And then this is more like kind of for the management. The book is by Don Clifton, a first uh, break all the rules, what the world's greatest managers do differently from Gallup. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Sounds sounds like we need to do another podcast and go through some of these books with you once they are done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, we're just trying to learn, you know. Uh, yeah, no, this just... is great. This is fantastic. I mean, one of the best things about this podcast is we learn from each other as in I definitely learn from from the from the guests, but then there's seven thousand other people that learn uh, learn with me. So this is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what about we always ask people to share a couple of names with us of people that are in B two B tech who lead go to market or data science. Do you have a few names for us? Uh, sure. The one that I have have been following closely is Ingram Vira. He's a co-founder of Terminus. And then from him, I stumbled upon Al Ramadan. He's founder and category designer at Play Bigger. 
And then Christopher Lockhead is another person. That's great. So I know based on the technology-centric conversation that we had today, Mm-hmm. There must be other people who want to get in touch with you, especially if there's a few Alice users or Alice prospects. They, they should definitely come talk to you because you've had such a elaborate experience with that uh, that platform. And so what would be the best way for people to connect with you? LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out. I think I openly say, hey, let's connect. <laughs> uh, you know, don't be shy. That's such a, you know, I don't know why people... Just shoot a message, ask people, you know, if you heard or listened to them, uh, ask them for a call and 15, 30 minutes of their time. You'll be surprised that people are willing to to, to take the time and, and connect with you. So highly recommending it. Well, fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast and best of luck in your journey. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your peers.